<laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. I I'm not sure if people are understanding tantra or just getting more confused about listening to us. But if you are confused, I think uh, it's, it's a totally good thing. Fun. It's a good thing. Yeah, I'm confused too. The thing is that tantra is more about experiences than the academics teachings. Mm. For me, it's very confusing because you know that I like to theorize everything and understand everything <laughs> and get like my list of books and, yeah. and the right words and everything. For me, Tantra is like trying to explain the love that you have for your dog. <laughs> is You explain it, but people start to think that okay. you're queasy yeah. or that you're, oh my God. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but when you have a pet, and I know people over there are going to understand that, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, no, this is serious. This is something that I will um, dedicate myself in a certain way. I am going to take care of this. If I need to pay vet bills, I will. It's a kind of devotion that is there mm -hmm. and that you can only learn from experience. I can tell you what it is to have a dog, but unless you have a dog and you share a decade of your life with a dog, you're not going to understand yeah. what it is. We give a try, but I think that people need to experience that. Yeah, I think also when we talk about Tantra and use that term, it's almost like, okay, we are going to talk about Tantra now. But I think what's most important for me is to understand that it's more like a way of living. And mm. I think because now we are teachers uh, who are having our own teacher trainings, we are studying it from a more... Academic Yeah. yeah, but we don't really go in our daily uh, life and say, yeah, I am a Tantra practitioner. <laughs> or uh, I go... I enjoy life, I yeah. would say. Or I, I and I have that. never been to any Tantra events or workshops or anything. But what I see is that people that are drawn to it, when it comes to me and friends and women, mm -hmm. I, I find these women that are drawn to... Uh, especially women that are coming to me after we have been uh, mm -hmm. teaching something. I feel like they are very strong. They are rebels. They are passionate. They feel like maybe they can't be themselves fully. And every time I mention a little bit about sexual energy, you can see which one in the room that are like, I, oh, I feel this. So I think if you are a strong, powerful woman and you feel like you need to uh, lower yourself. Ah, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that you need to become more submissive, in a yeah, sense? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Or sometimes you feel like you can't dress in a certain way, or you feel like uh, if you dress yeah. very feminine, or you can use the word sexy, or you just feel like you can't do that because of the stigma around sexual mm. energy. And I feel like also why I call this podcast the rebel path is i feel like i've been having to open the doors in in yeah, you needed to break yeah I different need, traditions and yeah to and be I, able to express yourself yeah and I, i i was always asking questions and i was always questioning everything and mm -hmm. it brought me to trouble too but it's been hard but what i gained from it is that i'm true to myself and i feel like i just experience more true experiences rather than go through life copying others or just following a path. Because in, in that sense, if you go for the Shiva Shakti thing, to be able to expand your consciousness, you need to live the experiences 
that Al- almost like you have you to need, live on the edge. Yeah, you need to challenge things. Yes, and I think a lot of strong women that feel like they are challenging things and maybe they their spirit gets broken, and I think that's why some people can feel like this tantra thing speaks to them because mm. it's a place where they can be free. They can be free spirits. That's what I wanted to get out there. So, okay, back to the women behind Buddhas. What I loved about my teacher is how he opened a world for me mm-hmm. with these spiritual beings, uh, female Buddhas. Why do you think that women are the protagonists in Buddhist Tantra? In Hinduistic Tantra happens also, but I would like to know more about why do you feel that women are in the center of the stage in Tantra? I think that's divided because I feel to this day that the females, they Mm -hmm. are not in the center as they should be. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Buddhism or Tantra in general, it's always a man that you think of, and you have these famous characters that are men. But when you study deeper and when you go to the real teachings, and like my teacher, he was the one explaining me about these female figures. I didn't know that you had these amazing women that was actually behind. Uh, yeah, I believe that enlightened, when you see it, in the Buddhist and in the Hinduistic perspective, enlightenment comes from the woman teaching the man. Yeah. In in Hinduism, women are in the center stage because they are the ones delaying, delaying pleasure and being in the heightened energy. In Hinduism? Yeah. Mm. It's like, okay, this, to harness this, this amount of energy that you need to enlighten yourself is like creating some friction between two sticks yeah. and generating that heat that needs to be into the higher into the higher chakras, mm-hmm. you could say. This yeah. is why the, the chakras are so related with the tantric practice because you connect uh, in, in some practices, you create this sexual energy and harness it to bring it into your mind so you can enlighten yourself. And the one that puts the brake and regulates how things are, that know how to keep the male engaged and at the same waiting, is the experienced women. So Mm. there is no possibility of enlightenment if the woman wasn't saying, okay, Step down. Yeah, you have to hold back a little bit. You had to hold back to a little bit. the juice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it comes to Buddhism, I, I will not go out and make a p- official statement of the ro- the female role in Buddhism mm-hmm. or in tantric Buddhism. I can I can share my view, and uh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. When I was studying or practicing with my teacher, he he was always talking to me like I was the enlightened one. And that made me very, what's the word? You felt special? No, no, not special. No, I felt uncomfortable. I, I Yeah, but that is, I think it happens every time that you start with a teacher in the tantric path because the teacher sees something mm. special in you because you're asking yourself these questions. Mm. And we need to have a lot of uncomfortable <laughs> 
talkings uh, <laughs> with, with yeah a lot of uncomfortable talks yeah. with a tantra teacher right yeah so i asked him all these questions and our relationship was very much built on conversations but every time i come up with a question or i said something he he was just looking at me with this almost like an awe mm. and he talked to me like i was teaching him mm-hmm. and that made me kind of uncomfortable like and I said what why do you why do you say those things about me it's not like that let's say he could say something at the time I was dancing and I said I'm just a hip-hop dancer I don't even know why you talk to me like I'm some kind of I don't even know what you talk about mm-hmm. and uh, then he could say okay so you should think of why you've been a dancer your whole life Mm-hmm. And while you've been on the stage leading your dancers. And he said, uh, I'm going to give you this page from a book. And this is one of the most famous Buddhist teachers in uh, tantric tradition. And her name was the Sky Dancer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I saw the dancer and I was like, okay, I can read about her. <laughs> <laughs> My essence of the female part is... Because of the Vajrayana Buddhism, they say that it's a diamond mm-hmm. path. It's the... The fastest. The fastest. And I like to think that one part of it is that we female, we, ha- we have this ability to just cut through. And I also read that you cut through illusions. Mm-hmm. And when you have a woman telling you, <laughs> or it can be, again, we talk about woman and man, and mm-hmm. because you are with a man sometimes i'm like okay if it's a woman or a a partner but that female energy or that female energy is relational is yeah it's like they are like uh, you cut the crap now yeah and it's whoop going into the deep deep shit instead of going around and yeah and i think it's many aspects of this one aspect is when uh, someone is telling you this is how I look at things with a very clear, mm-hmm. honest, uh, pure way. You know it's the truth. If someone is standing in front of you and just saying this is how it is, you can be ready to take it in or you can be ready to walk away. Yeah. And when he told me a bit about this sky dancer, she was, uh, I think she was a princess or something, but she was not poor like other mm-hmm. female characters. But... Her enlightenment process came because of her life experiences. And it was one story that really touched me because she was walking and she met this group of criminals, these these guys. And in in the story, they are raping her Mm. and really mistreating her. When one of the, the men is done with her... She is just standing up and she is reciting this mantra. Mm -hmm. It's said that by saying that to these men, she enlightened them. And I think that was a very strong story. But in the act of what they did with her, she was so enlightened that she could... If you go back to when we talk about I am you and you are me and we are all one. If they were doing this to her, that's also something that she had to take as a part of her mm-hmm. she had the ability to transform those experiences into enlightenment also for these people doing this to her when i'm going to take that back to the real life when we have been talking about how we are experiencing really bad things in life mm-hmm. and then turn it around we talk about this in practicing yeah, gratitude. gratitude yes uh, that is also a part of highest practice of tantra when you can 
transform those type of experiences into not only forgiveness and gratitude, but you transform it into enlightenment, like you actually elevate the people involved. There is there is a lot that, of... Yeah, that story really impacted the, me. I, mm. I believe that the, there is a lot of knowledge into that. I am thinking about the power that pain has to teach us when we go through pain in life. And it can be even physical pain to recognize how things are, I don't know, not permanent. And you understand, okay, I went through this, but life went on. And then now I can confront the person that hurt me and see why this happened or what this dynamic was created. There is an intention of transforming or getting the serial lining from everything that happens in life. That is loving life to the extreme, I think, when everything is is an experience for... Yeah, but that is hard. And yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, this is why I was like... Yeah, and I think when you get stories like that mm-hmm. and you understand, you, you kind of understand what's going on, you, you're not there yourself, but to transform rape into enlightenment for the rapist and for yourself, that is the essence of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you want to know what a tantra is, and then you hear that story, it's okay. When you come to a place where you feel so much love and you have mm. a capacity that is beyond yourself, beyond your body, beyond you and the other, to reach that, it's kind of part of the tantric practice. Now I'm going a little bit deep here, but... Um, I I believe so, and also I think that for men in general it's harder to wor- work with our emotions. Women have more space to be vulnerable so they can work with the deep stuff easier. I see in general in every, in every religion and in every spiritual practice I see more women than men. Yeah, in the spiritual practices. Yeah. But it's more men that are gurus. But that is because... As women are relational, I feel that men are more oriented to process Mm -hmm. and they are more addicted to power and they are more addicted to impose things. Mm -hmm. So even though Catholicism has, I don't know, I heard somewhere that it was like 75% practitioners were females and in Catholicism, every person in the structure of the church is a man yeah so it is is really funny when you go to a catholic mass and women going out with the baskets to get money from mm-hmm. the people that are present in in church and then they give this money to the man who is mm-hmm. in the atrium is what i like about the tantric practice is that there is no possibility to get enlightenment without the female energy present for many People is the female energy on the female form, mm. but it doesn't stop there. Yeah, I think you have the aspect of practicing uh, Tantra by yourself. Then you are visualizing the female and the masculine energy. Yes. And they, of course, say that it's possible to do by yourself. Yeah. That's why they live in monasteries and then they practice but they always visualize the the female energy mm-hmm. it, it can be she's also called the green tara or you have mm-hmm. the red tara you visualize 
the embodiment of a female mm-hmm. Buddha nature. So that is the female energy. But if you practice with someone else and mm-hmm. you are two people practicing together, the process goes much faster. I think also that is part of the whole like that you are two people. Mm-hmm. And that's why you can reach enlightenment really fast if you meet someone and you create a sense of uh, union. And that is uh, also a topic, <laughs> the yeah. different unions. But to end with the this woman, Yeshe, oh, Yeshe Tsogiel. Yes. I'm so sorry if I don't pronounce it right, but yeah, uh, you can also call her the Sky, the sky dancer. dancer. And Dakini, if you want to know more about the Buddha nature in, in a female practitioner, they're also called Dakinis. I feel like it's a lot of mini, small Dakinis out there that needs to get the light back on and uh, see that you have other people that are going their own path don't feel ashamed when they want to do maybe they want to take choices that are not the same i think for me it's just it just helped me empower myself and and know that i can take my own choices instead of feeling ashamed of what i am and who i am and how people react as long as i know that is a good intention behind what i do and yeah I feel there's so much more I want to talk about the the female uh, figures in Buddhism, but... We can tell more stories uh, in next episodes. I think that is an excellent take on this talk about recovering the divine in you. Mm. I know that many of our listeners are going to be females. And just having the, the idea or the message that there is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with you, that... You are divine as the way you are. That all the things that you think are your wounds are the ones that are going to move you forward in life. Mm. And that you are an indispensable part in this dance between Shiva and Shakti. That I think is a very beautiful thing and is a very kind, uplifting message from the tantric path. Yeah, and I think if you are a woman, especially women that are trying to save mm. their man or their boyfriend. I think a lot of these women I spoke to that are in bad relationships or in a very passionate relationship and mm-hmm. it don't work in a very profound way, in a way that they feel like the soul and the heart and everything is just broken. You have people that don't experience these intense relationships ever, and then you mm-hmm. have people that experience it over and over again. Yes, and I I do believe that if you are if you are living on this edge of this rebel path and mm. you are going into life with a lot of curiousness, you give all your love, you will also experience bigger falls. Like your heart will be broken and your soul will be ripped. But what I have experienced from my relationships and throughout my life is that I had to go through those extreme relationships and breakups and feeling all those emotions to tap into that because of the path I'm on. And I think it's been healing for me and I know for sure that it's been healing for for many relationships when I see it in the Mm -hmm. past, how they have, yeah, what they gained out of the relationship and if we all live fully and we can lift each other and we see that something good will come out eventually. it's Yeah, the magnitude of the faults 
will be related to the intensity of the experience. And we want to live uh, life fully. So you will fly high, but you'll crash <laughs> in the process. I think it's good to be less afraid of that because... Mm. Sometimes we live life thinking that we need to preserve ourselves for a further experience. And life is here and now. I like this idea of being full on. Yeah, be full on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can Thank call you. it a day. Yes. Thank you so much for Thank today. You.